Hi, this is Arik and Aurelia, and we're here to talk about life and interesting things. Or so we think, but in the end, we let you be the judge of that. Either way, what we have to talk about is ageless. Alright, so actually this is a new moon episode. We're having the second new moon of Cancer. We're in that that window. Um, so, as always, I think sometimes just different energies are coming up on the new moon, huh? Very different. Like, I mean, for me it's even very, very late to do this ageless because I just passed out from <laughs> the energy of the new moon. <laughs> you know... <laughs> yeah, we both did actually, and I do have to say, in in the moon's defense, it was void of course, like right after it was mm. new, and I don't know about you guys, but when the moon is void of course for us, we're like, man, <laughs> laying on our back, all fours <laughs> in the air. <laughs> I mean, the moon's just really intense, but so even though the moon is new, I thought we would just kind of continue the conversation about vows that you brought up from last week's episode because it's just such a big subject that I feel like we just have to talk about it, you know, on Ageless, actually. So, mm. you know, we talked a lot about vows. If you didn't listen to it, please go back to episode 15 and listen to that conversation where we're first talking about it. But... I mean, obviously, the, the power of a vow, and we were talking about vows and oath, um, this is coming from our words. You know, and our words have a lot of power, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, the real, the question arises, like, the real use, like, what is the real use of a vow? And it's like, sometimes talk is cheap, people can take a vow, but when it comes to following through with it, sometimes people don't do it at all, and I kind of want to talk about like the breaking of a vow, or even an oath, you know, now that we kind of talked a little bit about the difference, because I think that's a really big thing, Mm. you know, when you break a vow or an oath, whether it's... I mean, for our listeners who are like, you know, vows can be with your spouse or it can be all kinds of stuff. And if you break it, it kind of in a way like breaks the relationship. Yeah, I mean, the way we defined it was an oath is uh, like a promise that you give uh, with um, outside authority as a witness. Yeah. And a vow, we said, like, you take with yourself as the witness. Like, you know, you really hold yourself responsible without uh, outside authority. Like, when you say, like, I'm on the witness stand and I say the oath, you know, tell nothing but the truth. And then I lie, then I perjure myself, and then, you know, the justice system is going to punish me. Like, they hold me responsible, but if I, you know, have a vow, like, that comes from inside of me and and I break it, then only 
I am holding myself responsible or my fate or my karma. That's really intense because, of course, I have to think of the tarot archetypes because, you know, listeners, I'm going to be teaching a class on the tarot on September 1st, but, like, the vow is resting with the archetype of the hierophant, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So it's, like, for me, like, based on what you said, like, a vow is really giving us the energy to put power into our speech, which would be like the chariot and also our actions. It would be justice. Yeah. Yeah. So it would be like, um, really interesting. Yeah, vow is like um it gives you that power. The credit that I take, like it's uh, yeah. energy that I get in good faith, so to speak, because I vow to do something and then pretty much instantly I get the energy to actually do it. You get it. the energy to act, but there are people who actually use that energy in a in a negative way, like in a really yeah. bad way. Totally. So like instead of using that energy to do the action that they vowed to do, they can use it to do other things. Mm-hmm. Like what? Like just... Anything. Yeah, just anything. The limit. Anything. Whatever they want to do. Yeah. They feel really good because all of a sudden, you know, they have a lot of energy to do stuff and then they... Go out and do a night of bar hopping for all I know. It's yeah. like... Yeah. Because the the energy of the vow or the power of the vow, that energizes you. I mean, yeah. that energy that you get to fulfill the vow, that's just there. Yeah. So it's like really important, I guess, to just kind of like pay attention to what you say you're going to do and... and Avoid making a vow that you're going to probably break. Yeah, or not break a vow, but in order, you know, to, if you change your mind, that, like, let's say the marriage vow is, like, one of the obviously more famous vows in our time, you know, it has to be, you have to give it back. It has to be dissolved. Right, right. So how do you do that? They can you just give it back. Well, ideally, I guess the two simple. people involved, they would, yes, mm-hmm. give it back. Like they would set each other free from the binding power of the vow. Mm-hmm. But that's usually not how it is. Like in our society, it's uh, more violent than that. Mm-hmm. So... Like, if there is this breaking of this vow, then it's kind of like the first question I was asking, like, then it breaks the relationship between the two people, even if, like, I guess what I'm trying to ask is, like, the vow can be broken even if you don't break it verbally. Yeah, that's what happens. Yeah. 
or and the then time people in might marriages. Not even, and people we... might not even be aware of it. Yeah, go ahead, please. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, because I think, you know, this is like a really um, easily accessible or mentally accessible and understandable vow for our listeners, you know, and to, to see how it works and what the consequences are. And, you know, I already break a um, marriage vow, let's say, if there is a fight and then I think like, oh my God, you know, do I really need that? Rather than... Um, putting energy into, oh my God, you know, how can I act differently so that this misunderstanding or whatever can be resolved or that, you know, we both can grow from it. So, well, here's something also really intense. Like, I think this is also a good example. Like say someone cheats on their spouse no, that's obviously a big one. And they don't, and that's a breaking of a vow. Unless, <laughs> unless their vows don't include that. Oh, like that when they take the vows, they say, okay, I'm, you are free to have other relationships? Yeah, but let's just say that, in, I, I'm just covering all the grounds, you know? So, like, just pretend, like, okay, it's so... It's not polyamorous, but it's yeah. just a monogamous Yeah, uh, I digress, marriage. but let's just say... Mm-hmm. There's there's infidelity and someone cheats on the spouse, and the other person the other spouse doesn't know it. But that marriage, that relationship, and this is a metaphor. This is not only limited to marriage, but then that vow is broken. What happens in the relationship? I mean, aside from the selfish experiences of guilt, I mean, who cares about that? But, like, what happens in that relationship when the vow is broken? Of course, this is a metaphor, but, like, let's just talk about this example. Well, that relationship, as it was, no longer exists. But the one who was cheated on would not, doesn't know that they were cheated on, but the energy in the relationship shows. So, I mean, like, you could be in a relationship that's having broken vows and you would never even consciously really know it only experientially like just it'd be like something just isn't working or you know what I mean like it would there'd just be like discord and distrust and paranoia and the need to control Mm. the need to over explain the need probably the need to control would come up in a situation like that well it just wouldn't be the relationship that you agreed to it, when you yeah. took the vow. It would bring chaos into the relationship, mm. into the environment. It'd bring chaos. Like, where is this Where is this chaos coming from? But that's what I find just so intense. Like, the vow can be broken, and you wouldn't even know it. Yeah, but you just <laughs> said you would know it, and I hold... We would know it even if it would not be outspoken. That's what I mean. Like, it it might not even be... Like, you wouldn't even know that the vow was broken, but you would experience the broken vow. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because then that relationship is chaotic. Yeah. So... The foundation of the relationship no longer exists. So then if you just, like, annul the vow, then are you scot-free? 
Well, then you have to deal with the things I really that don't you think did. So, yeah. You know? and, I mean, that's. I mean, I really don't think the so. The actions that you took, they're still. I think you can only annul a vow if you haven't fulfilled it yet. Like, so, like, say, for example, I mean, of course, as always, you correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, say, for example, in a relationship, like a business relationship, for example, the the two partners vowed to like create this product and get it out on the market, okay? And then let's say that, you know, they never even create the product, so then they can annul the vow because it hasn't happened. Whereas if like they did create the product and then one of them broke the vow, like then it, you can't really annul it because it's been broken. No, I mean, you can just, you know, give it back. Yeah, giving it back. Okay. Yeah, but then you still have to deal with all those effects that you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, that would be then, ideally, that would be a divorce, like an amicable divorce, how it's called. Mm -hmm. You know, and you do that before you break the vow, ideally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You just say, okay... We took these vows and we went from A to B and now we cannot move from B to C because mm. how you always say some relationships are like for a reason, a season or a lifetime. And, yeah. you know, that maybe that was for a reason and that has been fulfilled and then it's over and you both realize that and you give the vow back and you move on and, you know, nothing happened. Well, I mean, I know... One thing that happens is, you know, this is ageless, right? And this is, you know, we know that reality is timeless. Like, mm -hmm. there's no such thing as time. And when you take a vow, it's as if it's already been done. Yes. But if it doesn't get did, right? Mm -hmm. If it doesn't get done... I know that what happens is that it creates an opening for negative energy to move in onto that vessel, 100%. you know, onto that space because you have like the, you know, invisible realm and then you have the physical realm. And when you take the vow, it's as if it's done already on the invisible and then we have to reveal it on the visible. And if you don't do it, it's still as if it's finished. But on the visible, the negative energy can move in on that. Mm. And these empty shells, these potentials, they become like a feeding ground for negative energy. And I know that's really intense, but, mm. you know, that that's, I think, this giving it back can also... And it was really freaking me out, actually, is like how you can have vows from past lives, you know, that you have been up, I have all these potential around you, but like you just have these like demonic vultures feeding on them. Like, <laughs> I mean, man, it's really tough being a human. It really is. But on the other hand, you know, it's tough to be anything and it's good to be human because we're the only ones who can do anything about it. Mm. So if you, you know, look at it. Again, like a credit, let's just say it's money. Okay, mm, so you okay. take the mm -hmm. vow mm -hmm. and then it's as if it's already fulfilled. So that means 
you know, the energy that you get. Now, this is like a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, okay? exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. Because that would be... I know where you're the, going with that. It's nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be the money you need or the energy you need to fulfill that vow. Mm-hmm. Okay. But then, you know, you don't do it because all of a sudden you go like, oh, $100,000, oh my God, you know, I want to buy this and I want to buy that. So you go out and you buy a car and you buy clothes and you do this and then, you know, in a couple of days, the 100000 are gone mm-hmm. and you have not done anything you decided to do. Yeah. So now, obviously, there is a discrepancy because the thing that you were supposed to be doing and the thing that you actually did, and that's the space where negativity can move in. Now, if we stay again just with a simple example of the material world, you know, then your creditors would come, like Luigi, and says, hey, you know, you either do this now or you give me my 100,000 back. You cannot do it, and you cannot give it back. So you're in deep, deep trouble. Well, I mean, that's really intense because how many times do we rationalize things that we have not completed? (laughs) I mean, you guys can think about that during the break. We'll be right back after this. This episode of Ageless is brought to you by Speechless. This is our spiritual program where we go beyond the fake news and beyond the apparently true news and talk about life and everything that's going on in the world. If you're interested, please ask me for a link or find it in the description or the comments. And we guarantee you what we talk about there will leave you speechless. So we're talking again about what's happening when you're breaking vows and oaths and how many times we rationalize anything that we haven't completed, like, you know, excuses after excuse after excuse after excuse. I didn't do this because that. I didn't do this because that. The field doesn't care. Mm. But, yeah, because, you know, like, vow, the vow, like, if we talk about the marriage vow or something like that, that's obviously, like, a high vow already, but... Like, technically, what we are talking about goes from a simple promise to the biggest vow, the vow to your teacher. So, actually, yeah, because that was a really interesting example that you gave, and I wanted to talk about that because in Buddhism, okay, so, like, really, you know, let's open the mind here. In Buddhism, like, there is this thing where students, like, they, or potential students, I guess, like they'll take a vow with the guru. But to me, that sounds more like an oath because that's like in front of somebody else, in front of many people sometimes, like in these big ceremonies where you get the lay under your head and stuff. And I feel like this is really more of an oath than a vow. No, I don't see it that way because, I mean... Uh, if you have a marriage vow, that's also something that, you know, is administered by somebody else. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you can, and still it's a vow. So in this regard, you can imagine like the guru would be 
the spouse, so to speak. But why would I want to marry the guru? Why would I want to marry anyone? I mean, if that's the question. No, because it's an intimate relationship and in my personal experience of transformation, you know, you really need somebody you can trust with your life to guide you through the stages of transformation. Mm -hmm. But do you think it's important to vow to yourself before you vow to a guru or somebody else? Always the first vow is to be to yourself. I think most people skip that part and they just go straight into making vows with other people or for things that they want or whatever. I think it's really important actually to, to make a vow to yourself because if you don't have a vow to yourself, there's no way for the spirit to stay anchored into the body. No, you will break it. I mean, this is why most of the vows that, you know, people do take knowingly or unknowingly are being broken. Mm-hmm. They don't even take them seriously. I mean, I have seen many, many people in those ceremonies that you mentioned taking all kinds of vows and then, you know, three weeks later they acted as if that never had happened. Well, yeah, because, that, you know, that's, that's exactly what, you know, you were actually just saying, and I wanted to touch a little bit upon that more, is like, you know, the where you break this vow really to yourself, right? Because that's the first vow, like to your central self, so to speak. And people, they justify and rationalize like, oh, you know, I'm just gonna do this today and... I won't do it again for like a month or whatever, you know, like just being a little bit selfish here and there and justifying it. And that's like breaking a vow. It's kind of intense. I mean, when you put it that way, but like, you know, but, but I guess it's true because I mean, these different, like, you know, with Buddhism, like, all these different religions and stuff, or spiritual systems, like, they have all these rules and stuff, and you have to abide by them, and... Like, precepts, you mean, or what? Yeah, or just, like, you know, no eating meat on Friday, or you have to go to church on Sunday, or you have to do, like, a hundred thousand prostrations, and, Mm -hmm. you know, like, all these, these things, which... I think probably I'm I'm just realizing that right now actually is like probably what they do is they build your vessel so that you can even be in a position to make a vow to yourself 100%. because it requires a lot of strength and I think so many people just skip that part again I'm repeating myself but like really making a vow to yourself and not to the ego because of course that's easy of course I make a vow to my ego. Oh, I, mean, I wanted my power. I get into my power. I get into know? my power. No, that's egotistical. You know, that, that's, that's not, not what, what we're talking about. about. We're mm-hmm. talking about, you know, that union of, of spirit and matter. That marriage of, of really having that spirit into the body. Yeah, and whether it's, you Which know, is amazing. Not, not eating... Uh, meet on Friday that would help you to restrict because yeah. you know maybe just on Friday is the day oh you know it's Friday night and we go out and you know it's just on Friday night we want to eat meat but then you have restriction and this is giving you more strength or you know you do this hundred thousand prostrations man you know there's a lot of restriction because 
Trust me, I've done it, and there are days you really don't want to do it. Yeah. But you have to do it anyway, and at the same time, it really strengthens your body. Yeah, absolutely. Because you need to have that strength in order to really commit to yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I guess then like a vow is about action. It's not just about, oh, I take a vow so I can, you know, hang the plaque on my wall and look at me how holy I am. Mm. You know, like, yeah. Mm. Yeah, and I mean, a good teacher will tell the student that and the student may still not believe it. But, you know, that's a whole different story. Yeah. Because I have seen this happen many times, especially like when you mentioned Buddhism, that, you know, like, I have known this one woman, it was really tragic. What she thought was that like entirely misguided understanding of Tantra. Mm-hmm. She was like stalking and trying to get every monk or yogi into bed because she thought, okay, so then if she has sex with them, then she will reach enlightenment. Mm. I mean, yeah. I understand. I mean, the purpose, one of the main things you need to do in this life is to transform. Yeah. And you need basically to make a vow to do that because why? It's not easy. Not at all. And you have to do it yourself. No one can do it for you. You know, and that's like even having, you know, having sex with all these, you know, spiritual people quote unquote, obviously, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm making bunny ears with my fingers. You can't see me. <laughs> yeah. This is how like all these, uh, scandals in Buddhism came to be, you know, because all these me too women wanted to have their oh, shot was... at enlightenment, you know, wait, like... whoa, <laughs> what? <laughs> there was me too movement in these circles. Is that what you just said? Yeah. That's intense. I remember that, actually. Yeah, that's really intense. I mean, yeah, you, you got to have the vow to yourself because if you don't have the vow to yourself, there's no way, you, even if you take, you will immediately break vow. But It's better to not take a vow than to take a vow and break it because you take a vow and you break it, it creates more chaos then if you don't take the vow and you like, you know, just work your way up to figuring out what that even means in the first place. Do That's I understand that correctly? Correct. Yes. 100%. Because otherwise you're just creating chaos and kind of like unintentional issues. Mm-hmm. That's true. Okay. And if we bring it back again, you know, to another level of reality, like our marriage vow, it's better to be single if I feel like I want to be promiscuous knowing I cannot commit or I'm emotionally unavailable because I'm either dealing with a lot of pain and hurt or I'm just simply selfish you know it's just better to to be alone and to not say okay then I I marry and you know and be emotionally yeah emotionally unavailable in that marriage you know it's like I mean that's really intense like I don't want to like I mean, of course, it's it's case by case, you know, for all the listeners here, but 
Yeah, that really makes sense. Like, if you're in a relationship and you're just kind of, like, unhappy and you can't really explain why, like, you know, I'm talking, like, unhappy with yourself. I guess what it's really about, like... I mean, of course, like, you know, you can put on a show for others and, you know, that's what the ego does. But, like, really, if you're just, like, if you're really unhappy inside, then it could be, like the vow had been broken and it could have been five minutes ago. It could have been five years ago. Hell, it could have been five lifetimes ago, Mm. but it's like, yeah. And then that, I guess, then that's like where you really need a specialist, like a teacher just come and say, Hey, you know, there's a broken vow there that needs to be looked at. And in order to do that, you need to have a vow to yourself so that you can even listen to someone telling you something that, that absurd. <laughs> yeah, that's funny and true. 100% because the uh, vows that have been broken, they can also only to be restored then through certain measures. Yeah, and beautiful. You, mm-hmm, and you cannot do that on your own. No, you can't. You need that administrator like you're, like we were talking about. And if we go back to religion, like a simple way uh, of explaining it in Catholicism would be confession. That's a very good point because actually as soon as... And that's... And that's that I think is like probably the last things I want to say. It's like with this energy of confession... When you notice the disturbing energy, when you notice the negative energy that you have caused mm-hmm. or that, you know, really that you've caused, it's, it's very important to immediately confess it. Yes. Because if, if you just, oh, you know, whatever, it's going to fester mm-hmm. and it's going to be there. So if you can, if you can make a confession as soon as it's, as soon as it happens, it's almost like as if like it never even happened and then you get a lot of good energy from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, I really just think that the marriage vow is such a good example. It is a good because example. Because if you look at the... relationships, that's what life's all yeah, about. Yeah, the tarot card of the lovers, right? I mean, there are the two people and then there is the angel and the angel is the silent witness. It's not like with an oath that, you know, you... Um, give it to the angel no but you vow to each other but the angel is the witness of it yeah and so if you like break the vow then instantly you have to confess it to the witness yeah and then the witness like the angel in that case you know can then uh, take steps to um, mend the chaos I totally want to talk about false confessions in another episode because now we're out of time, but this has been really interesting and uh, I hope it helps you guys out there in cyber, in actual space. Mm. Remember cyberspace? <laughs> oh God, yes. <laughs> Thank God we're ageless. <laughs> okay, well... This has been Arik and Aurelia, and you've just listened to an episode of Ageless. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe on Spotify, YouTube, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, we're everywhere. And if you're interested in taking my tarot class in September, 
please leave a comment, contact me, ping me, hit me up. We are here for you guys. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye.